You are listening to the PYD Lab, the podcast for implementers and young leaders who want to examine innovative approaches to positive youth development and hear stories of young people leading change in their communities. This podcast is made possible by the support of the American people through the United States Agency for International Development, or USAID. The content and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of USAID or the United States government. Hey, it's Natasha and you're in the PYD lab. Well, welcome to today's episode. Today we're in the lab with Scott Warren. Scott, welcome. Thanks for for having me. Thrilled to be here. So Scott is a visiting fellow at the SNF Agora Institute at Johns Hopkins University. It's a new institute focused on strengthening global democracy through powerful civic engagement and informed inclusive dialogue. And I saw that, you know, you've done tons of stuff in social entrepreneurship. What led you to accept this current fellowship? Essentially, my entire career have been running this organization called Generation Citizen, which is all about empowering young people to be active and engaged citizens through getting civics education back into the classroom and just wanted the organization to be you know, sustainable beyond um, beyond me as well. But, you know, the Institute, the SNF Agora Institute, um, I think is, is doing really interesting things and uh, allowed me to, to continue to think about um, different types of democracy initiatives as well. And I guess I should start actually, the, the reason that I care so much about democracy is um, I grew up all around the world. My dad was in the State Department in the Foreign Service. And so I grew up throughout Latin America and East Africa um, and was able to see both the power of democracy in action and, and the fragility of it of something that needs to be constantly cultivated and, and molded and improved upon over time. So tell us about the work that you're doing right now at Democracy Moves. So one of the the initiatives that I've helped to start at SNF Agora is this organization called Democracy Moves. And so, you know, my work with Generation Citizen was was much more domestic focused, but I maintain this interest in in what makes international democracies tick um, and and help start Democracy Moves really because of those same sentiments of the, the power and fragility of democracy, but recognizing that this moment in time is one in which democracy really is at, at risk. In the United States and across the world, you've seen you know, a rise in authoritarian countries. You've seen countries that, that have really impeded on civic spaces across the world. And uh, at the same time, you're seeing young people throughout the world really rising up and pushing for freer and fairer societies and pushing for democracy. And so Democracy Moves is is really trying to connect young people across the world that are pushing for democratic change and really trying to do three things. One is to to connect young people across borders and so that they can learn from each other um, and have solidarity in their their constant fights. The second is to, to provide capacity building and training. And so we do supports around fundraising and media and we do micro grants and so how can we really support young people and organizations and the third thing that we're trying to do is to aggregate and think about best practices and so that has included building up a scholars network of academics that are focused on youth activism that's included publishing some some case studies on things like labor rights and youth movements so what can we really learn um, from the best practices that are happening in youth activism as well Obviously, historically, it seems like young people have always been at the forefront Mm -hmm. of change and and social justice movements. 
with the young people that you're working with, so what are some of the things that, you know, you see that they're talking about or challenges that they're facing? Every time we do see change, I think it's the idealism of young people that, you know, are, are, are pushing forward to a better democracy and society better than the one that generations above them have envisioned. Um, and also their reverence to some extent to to not accept anything less than what they should, you know, what they should see in terms of democracy as well. And so it's really, I mean, one of the powers to this network is the differences that you see in terms of countries and communities, but also the similarities at the same time. They continue to push for democracy and, and haven't seen it before. You know, there are countries that I think are a little bit more promising. Um, and, and so a lot of in these in these countries, they're trying to figure out how do we really mobilize young people? How do we mobilize communities? How do you keep some of those youth, particularly those who are part of marginalized groups, right? So yeah. the, the ones who feel like, you know what, this system wasn't designed for me. They don't have my best interests in mind. How do you help them restore their faith in democracy? I, I think a few things. Um, one, you know, I, I think one of the, the powers and challenges of democracy is that whenever change happens, it just takes a long time, but you can point to a number of different places where um, you have had, you, you know, you, you do see change happen. And so, um, but you have young people specifically that are incredibly creative in the, in the ways to affect change that are using art and, and protest mm -hmm. art as a way to, um, you know, demonstrate that, that they're frustrated with the, the government that are, um, you know, increasingly gathering online and using those spaces to demonstrate some of the um, corruption and crackdown that, that are that are happening. Um, and so I think you're seeing a lot of creativity, especially from from the younger generation. Um, and then the other thing that I, I think you really are seeing is um, that I mean, that, that I think can, can lead to power is is when groups connect with each other and the opportunity for them to learn from each other. Um, and for them to see, oh, we're having a lot of challenges in our activism, but so are you know these these other organizations from a different country. There's power there. There's power in the solidarity. And so I think, especially when young people, um, you know, are, are unable to to sort of see the path forward, being able to 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 have that common bond with others, I think, is is really really important as well. A moment ago, you were just talking about, you know, how these youth are being creative and they're using outlets like art, because a, a, a part of the work that you're also doing at Democracy Moves is encouraging them to get involved in a nonviolent way, correct? Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about that for those who are living, you know, in areas that may be war-torn um, or, or where there's actual physical violence happening around them? Yeah, so... Um... I mean, we, we've partnered with places like the Institute for, for Nonviolence and actually talked about what does nonviolent activism look like, right? Um, and, uh, and how do you actually mobilize you know, young people in the, in the face? And, and some, some of our activists have faced, we've talked about and they've seen ways to engage, ways to get media around it ways to think about coalition building so so really building up the institutional support from across communities as well but i think one of the things to demonstrate and you look at the works of, of folks like king and gandhi um you know this is just the way that effective activism has has happened is through nonviolence, and so um it's it's challenging and and it takes time but um is is really important as well Engaging them is important. One of my pet peeves is that I always worry about youth being taken advantage of. What would be some of your advice? Because 
even now you're talking about, you know, working with some of these organizations and helping them build capacity, right, mm-hmm. to be able to, to serve some of these youth in a way that's meaningful and not taking advantage of them. What is some advice you would have for engaging them? I, I think in these kinds, I mean, for, for us, it, it really is seeing young people as leaders that have specific knowledge to bear that that can be helpful, right? Um, and so it's not just as like plug into this system so that you can make it better, but what specifically are you learning about the situation in a place like Burkina Faso that you can bring to bear that will provide helpful knowledge? And so some of it is the, you know, the groups in our, in our network, and we have, you know, over 50 organizations from across the world uh, are all led by young people. Um, I mean, we, we sort of define young people as 18 to 30, and they're all engaging with each other as young people, right? And so we're not working with sort of uh, older people that are running organizations for young people, which is maybe one of the reasons I transitioned from Generation Citizen. I got <laughs> older, so I stopped being a young person running an organization for young people. But, it, but I think that that's one of the things, right? You know, you're so right in that so often, I think we think about how are we educating young people, um, I mean, to be active citizens, to be the leaders of tomorrow, rather than asking, what do you think about what's happening right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's what we're you know, trying to do is to, is to build power um, and inspiration so that they can, they can actually lead now. Um, and and I, from a capacity building perspective, I mean, one of the hardest things um, is fundraising and and just these groups having enough resources to do it. So we're trying to help there, but I do think that that's that's just a really hard thing to think about. Is that um, you know, and and I saw this as as a as a young person running an organization too. Um, but it is really hard to for them to get some of the you know sort of support they need from a from a fundraising perspective as well. I know this month, uh, um, Youth Lead is partnering with Democracy Moves on the Fair Equal Just campaign uh, that we're running. With the work that um, Democracy Moves is doing, what are some of the things that you guys offer? We know that you offer, obviously, a powerful network for people to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, but my understanding is that you also offer, you know, webinars and trainings and, you know, yeah. virtual meetups and stuff. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so I, I mean, I think what we're, I mean, we're, we're so excited to be partnering um, with, with you lead on it. What, what we offer is really along the lines of the three initiatives that I've talked about. So connecting young people, providing training, um, and the, um, the, the best practices as well. So on those lines, on the connecting, um, we have a very active WhatsApp group um, with activists from across the country that are sharing new stories of what's happening in Uganda or what's happening in Venezuela and, you know, hundreds of young people that are really sharing constantly. We have a Spanish network and an English network um, and and we help young people connect with each other one-on-one. So provide some mentorship opportunities as well. Um, And so that that process of of really learning from each other in real time, I mean, I think it's one of the values of technology right now is that it's so easy for young people to to learn across, um, across borders. Um, from a, you know, from a, a webinar perspective, and we have all these still on, we've done fundraising trainings, we've done digital media trainings, we've done traditional media trainings. We've also done some um, intensive sort of country deep dives. And so talking about what's happening in Nigeria with the NSARS campaign, talking about what's happening in Uganda with, with the recent election in, in Museveni, talking about what's happening in Myanmar, um, and, and the crackdown there. And so we have frequent sessions where 
um, you know, we'll have the opportunity to talk about what's happening in Myanmar and some of the, um, you know, the, the cross learnings with, um, you know, post-colonialism efforts in, in places like Kenya and, and East Africa. Um, and then the third thing in terms of best practices, you know, we do have these case studies out there and we're also just launching um, a new request for proposals um, for an online journal that's going to be focused specifically on best practices of international youth activism. Um, and so it's an online journal a partnership with an organization called The Forge, which is out of the Center for Popular Democracy in the US. Um, and so we're going to be asking for uh, proposals from anyone from around the world, it's explicitly not the US, from anywhere from around the world, um, from activists that feel like their specific form of activism can, can teach something to, to other organizers and activists from around the world. So, so we're, we're just launching that. So there's the opportunity to learn from others, to, to learn best practices, and to, um, you know, to, to publish your work as well. That's pretty cool. Where can folks go to learn a little bit more about the journal? So we're going to post all that on democracymoves.org, which is our website, and our, our social media links, um, democracy underscore moves for Twitter, we'll, we'll have those links as well. But democracymoves.org, you, um, you, know, you can sign up there and you can apply for the, for the journal as well. Wow. I could talk to you about this stuff forever. <laughs> I know we don't have forever. Um, no, no, I appreciate the, the questions. They're, they're super great for sure. Um, but this has been really good. Uh, every guest that we have on the show so far, we always ask them to come with three PYD recommendations, the P standing for published, the Y for youth, and the D for disrupt. I'll ask you your first recommendation for a published source. It could be a book, an article, a report, and why? Yeah, so I'll be a little selfish here, um, but, but I wrote a book on youth activism that came out about two years ago called Generation Citizen, The Power of Youth in Our Politics. And so I, the, the, the reason that I say this is the, the book is all about what we were talking about before on how young people throughout history, you know, have always been the, the disruptors, have always pushed for change and, and has stories um, both from the United States and around the world of, of how young people have pushed for, for change. While I wrote it, it very much is the story of activists throughout the U.S., and activists throughout the world that, that have pushed for change, um, you know, largely and uh, against some of what we were talking about before, against oppression, against um, insurmountable odds. And so um, that's something that, you know, it's just been been a really powerful lesson to, to be a part of uh, as well. Wow. Um, youth. The second is youth, a resource or project you know of, have authored or led uh, by a young leader that you want others to know about. I, I just wanted to highlight a specific organization in Democracy Moves. And so this is, uh, it's a group called All for Social Justice, and they work in the Democratic Republic of, of Congo. And the DRC has is, is been uh, a place with, with a lot of challenges um, and, and not much democracy, but, but All for Social Justice works in uh, a place called uh, Lubumbashi uh, in, in the DRC um, and really does, you know, comprehensive trainings, programs. Uh, educational events and um, are able to, to think about values like we were talking about, like nonviolence um, as a way to, to, to push forward. And so, um, you know, they have a specific training engagement program that works with young people ages 17 to 40 in nonviolent conflict resolution. Um, they've worked with hundreds of young people, thousands of secondary school students. Um, and I think this is, you know, in places like the DRC, these types of grassroots initiatives are going to be the ones that, um, that really push change forward as well. 
Uh, and last but not least, Disrupt. What's a disruptive, innovative idea or project that uh, you think is really awesome? So, and this is one of the things that I actually think about that, that I should have mentioned before is that we're increasingly seeing that uh, a lot of other countries and, and young people have really good ideas when it comes to democracy and political participation. So one of those ideas is lowering the voting age to 16. Um, and you've seen a number of different countries around the world, some in Latin America, like Ecuador and Argentina, um, some in Europe, like Scotland did this for their recent referendum. Um, that have lowered the voting age to, to 16. And there's a whole host of reasons for this. Um, but you're seeing in a lot of these countries that when the voting age gets lower, the overall participation rate increases because younger people are participating in a younger age or participating when they're more, they're still in school. And so they have the opportunity to become lifelong voters. Mm. Um, and so um, that's something that, uh, you know, Generation Citizen, the organization that, that I was CEO of, um, you know, has pushed has pushed forward um, uh, a campaign really in local elections across the U.S. to to lower the voting age to 16. That's gotten traction. I think a lot of people, um, you know, think it's uh, a ridiculous idea at the at the onset, but um, you know, people have have realized that it's it's something worth uh, worth taking seriously as well. Um, but but there's a lot, there's a lot of work to to be done. But the the effort to lower the voting age to 18 in this country took took a long time. Um, and so, you know, hopefully we'll just, we're just getting started here. Yeah, Scott, thank you so much for joining us today on the PYD Lab. You've been amazing. The information that you've shared is so valuable. And what's the website they can go to again to learn more about Democracy Moves? No, I've, I've really enjoyed uh, being here, Natasha, and thanks for all the great questions. And we're just at democracymoves.org. So we'd love for you all to, to sign up and, and learn more information and uh, to, to be involved in, in the efforts that we have, uh, that we have going on. A special thank you to Scott for sharing the impactful work they're doing over at Democracy Moves. We appreciate you spending some time with us today. But the conversation and learning doesn't end here. Youth Power 2 Learning and Evaluation has resources on civic engagement, DRG, advocacy, and more. You can access them at youthpower.org backslash PYDLab. Here are a few we recommend to keep the momentum going. The first is our Youth and Civic Engagement Starter Kit. Now this kit is a great starting point for youth who are interested in becoming engaged citizens and making a difference in their communities. The kit is broken down into several sections, including civic engagement and funding opportunities. The second is our Youth and Advocacy Starter Kit. This kit focuses on the concept of youth advocacy and digital advocacy. We'll talk about ways that you can use your voice and your platform for change-making activities. This kit also includes webinars, additional toolkits, as well as articles and research to help you get started. Our third recommendation is the Networking Starter Kit. As Scott noted, networking and connections is a huge part of the work that they do at Democracy Moves, as well as youthlead.org. So we recommend this starter kit. It contains 15 of the best resources related to networking on Youth Lead. It's a great starting point for anyone who feels overwhelmed by the sheer amount of resources available on the internet about networking. So feel free to check out that starter kit as well at youthlead.org. 
And we have a bonus. It's the toolkit for youth inclusion in democracy, human rights, and governance. This online toolkit is adapted from youth and democracy, human rights, and governance programming, a technical guide. Its initial audience was the USAID field and headquarters staff, but it actually can benefit anyone who's working in strategy development, program design, management, and evaluation of youth and DRG-related programs. It touches on common definitions and terminology, how to design better programs, and it even helps you select appropriate indicators for youth in DRG-related programs. Remember, you can access this kit as well as the others that we recommended over at youthpower.org backslash PYD lab. Until next time, thank you for joining us. I'm Natasha, and you've been in the PYD lab.